We have another uh, awesome episode of At Stake. Uh, this time around, it, it's a little bit different. You know, we got probably one of the most, I would say, prominent guests from the Cosmos space. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. So uh, whenever you're ready, feel free to jump in. Hey, Ken. Thanks. Um, hey, my name's uh, Jack Zamplin. I'm, uh, I think my Twitter bio says I'm a Ronin in the Cosmos. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been working uh, in the Cosmos space since, I guess early 2018, um, so almost three years at this point, and uh, yeah, I'm involved in a number of different things throughout the ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's crazy how many hats you got on, but it's it's been awesome to see you expand. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the, my biggest things that I've noticed, like throughout your beginning stages with Cosmos and then beyond, like just seeing you get more and more involved with you know different projects. It's been pretty awesome to see. So, um, what what actually got you started with uh, you know working in the Cosmos space? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think that it, it goes back to like probably the first time I heard about Bitcoin sometime in like 2011, 2012, mm. uh, after the, somebody bought the pizza with it. And at the time I was a professional chef. <laughs> there um, you go. <clears throat> and yeah, fast forward to 2013, I bought my first Bitcoins and lost a bunch of money in the in the downturn. But after that, I it just got me thinking like, man, I would really love to you know, learn how to code and figure out how to work in this cryptocurrency industry. And I, I ended up spending the next few years learning how to code uh, and ended up doing a software boot camp in San Francisco back in 2015. And along the way, like kind of forgot a little bit about the crypto because I was like so engrossed in the coding and, and really enjoyed that and all of that, that learning and ended up at a database company um called InfluxDB back in uh 2016 or was there 2016 or 2015 and 2016 uh and, and really loved that experience it was great um and it learned a lot about distributed systems which you know these cryptocurrencies that we work on are all just distributed systems uh so a lot of that knowledge transferred over when i started working in blockchain back in early 2017 at a company called blockstack Nice. Yeah, it's funny you say, you know, you doing the, the boot camp process and kind of going through, through things from there. Um, you know, that's one big reason why I've been really excited to follow your pathway since the beginning, too, because like I myself, I come from traditional finance or retail finance in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, so when I first got involved with CypherCore, um, you know, Jay was like, hey, dude, like, let's let's get more proactive in crypto. Let's do this. You know, introduce me to the staking side of things. And uh, you're one of those individuals who kind of helped influence like my pathway, you know, going from CypherCore now with uh, Certic. And it's just been awesome, man. Uh, I tried the boot camp 
process myself, but after actually yeah. getting onboarded to Certic, um, I had no time to kind of multitask with that, but you know, the pay is great for now. So we'll see, we'll see how things go. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, the bootcamp thing, uh, you code a little bit in your job, right? And you do infrastructure management. Or yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. you know, I think that what it was helpful for me was getting me up to a skill level where I could do some of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, all of the best learning I've done has all been on the job. And, and you've got a great team of folks over there at Certic yeah. uh, to work with. Yeah, for, for me too, because like it, it's been to a point where like now that I'm doing more heavily BD side of things, it's just like reviewing code and being able to now review code properly and, uh, you know, get clients quoted out and stuff like that. It's been, it's been fun, but definitely wouldn't have uh, been here if I didn't see, you know, different individuals in the space kind of motivating me such as yourselves in, in that aspect. But yeah, man, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> I, that, that, that area where you're describing is, is my favorite area of tech, this sort of like very technical BD kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, you know, selling people on these cool ideas that are like, you know, encapsulated in software. Mm -hmm. I've just fallen in love with that ever since I first got into that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So, uh, you know, the early days with Cosmos, man, do you, do you mind talking about that a little bit? No, not at all. Yeah. You know, so I, I was talking about that database company that mm -hmm. I ended up uh, working for in FluxDB and they wrote a it was a time series database so pretty much like financial information metrics things like that you know sensors coming off of the tens of thousands of harvesters you know those are some of the use cases that they had um and it was a database written in go uh sitting on top of a consensus algorithm mm -hmm. and when i was there i got really into the database engineering and how the consensus algorithm worked and that was like, a, and then I ended up doing a lot of work to like stress test the database and deploy it on a bunch of different places. Um, and then when I stepped into my role at Blockstack, I was writing JavaScript and, you know, managing servers. And it was a very different kind of coding than I was used to. Um, so when I, when I left Blockstack, I was like, okay, I loved this like write, go, build distributed databases world. Like, how do I get back there? I know there's somewhere in blockchains where I can go do this. And right down the street from my house in Berkeley, there was this company called Cosmos. And I ended up uh, accepting a job there. And when I showed up, it was kind of wild. The first day they had a company all hands in the office. So I walk in and like, you know, Bucky's there and Jay is there and Zachy's there and like, everyone's kind of yucking it up. Yeah. And then, you know, they all left a week later and then suddenly it's this all remote company where I'm working with people in Europe primarily and no one ever comes to the office. <laughs> That's um, sweet. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of a really interesting vibe. Um, you know, I had been looking for a remote role for a while mm -hmm. and walking into that culture was interesting because, you know, Blockstack is much more this kind of like New York, uh, like traditional financial services, mm. like you, you say you come to the, from the world of retail finance, like yeah, like in person and you know all yeah. coordinated and yeah, yeah, I got you. very much that way. And Blockstack was really that way too. And like everyone was in the office every day, and they sat there and DM'd each other from across the desk. <laughs> um, and like Cosmos was just so different. You know, when everyone was in person, it was all like people going out for walks and talking about ideas. And you know, then when you're apart, that's when you're kind of DMing each other. But uh, mm. You know, I, I immediately fell in love with the people. 
I think I remember uh, the my first day there. Uh, I remember Bucky was like, "You come sit over with me. We're gonna write issues." And we like sat there and triaged all the issues on the SDK at the time, um, which was just so fun. But uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of how I got started there. And um, you know, the the early days, like I started as a developer evangelist there. So you know what you do, which is sort of this like business develop, like technical business development, like. That's I, I kind of think of it all the same way as like sales or marketing plus mm -hmm. coding. Yeah, that's um, exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, and you know that was kind of what I came on board to do. But uh, after about two months there, and sort of, I think they threw me on as the PM of Ethermint like a week into the job, and I was like, I have no idea what Ethereum is. <laughs> I have awesome. no idea how to build this thing, and I've like barely spun up on the core software. And I was like banging my head against that for a little while. Um, and all of the answers seemed to kind of lead back to like, what are the timelines on the Cosmos SDK? Hmm. So I got really interested in the Cosmos SDK project. And I remember sitting down with Chris Goes in like a hot August afternoon back in 2018. And I was like, okay, how far are we really away from launch? And like, what does launch mean? And we sat down with a whiteboard and just like, talk through all the features and like here's the here's the list of resources we have and Chris and I sat down and I wrote this like nice little report and I was like we're gonna launch in late January early February next year and everyone was talking about launching in like September um and then I I pulled that report up and they were like wow it's like you actually sat down and thought about this like you're the product manager congratulations now it's your responsibility <laughs> to launch the hub oh man that's uh, awesome yeah which was uh kind of funny but really fun. And, you know, the, the team of folks there, like, I think one of the things that I've always loved about Cosmos is like how passionate and committed people were and, yeah. and, and still are. And, you know, it, along from that time in August to when we ended up launching it, I think in the third of March, I think was the hub launch. Um, so our, our original estimate was actually quite close, which I'm still impressed with myself about. Um, but, you know, we refactored like some modules twice and just the amount of work that went in and, and you know, multiple audits from different companies. I think we had a trail of bits audit um, and then another company and just like it, that was that was a pretty wild time prior to launching the hub. Yeah, definitely. I see one thing, too, like for me. Like there was so much excitement with launching the hub. It, it, you know, I could be biased just because it was the, like one of the first two projects that we worked with besides Iris. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it, like you guys were the first two projects that we kind of gotten integrated with and then, you know, got a part of like the, the test nets and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe personally, I would say like, yeah, there's some bias there just because, you know, it's like the early days for us, but I, you don't see excitement like that too often. You know, you, you, no. see the, you see the marketing, you see all the nonsense, all the noise, you know, people pay for that, but the, the genuine buildup, uh, especially coming from like the development side, you know, the developer communities, yep. you know, the validators, like, like, dude, that, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, props to you, you guys know, for, for building that up for sure. Well, it was, I, I can't take too much credit for it, um, but I, you know, it, my prior pro project at Blockstack, like I was in charge of sort of like leading the technical side of the developer evangelism thing. I remember just like having to beat people's doors down to like get to talk to them and stuff. Yeah. And I just remember when I came to Cosmos, the first time we put out a call for a public test net, I think we had like 35 people. And I was like, 
wow, that's huge. And then the next one we did, I think it was like 150. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, it's like, holy crap. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we are really onto something here. Um, and, you know, whatever we got going, we got to keep it going. And, you know, the community's energy and like the, the, the energy of folks like yourself who like show up time after time and like these crazy time zones to like mm-hmm. show up and spin up these nodes, like, you know, what we're working on is fun. And like, it that, really is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think that, that, that translated really well in those early test nets and, um, you know, people have just loved it since then. And, and you know, how many Cosmos networks are there live? It's a ton. Jesus, yeah. So many of them. <laughs> and, you know, you've been through, like, think about how many upgrades you've been through at this point oh, and like different yeah. network launches. Like, it's usually, just usually like, Jay handles all the upgrades. So, I mean, we talk about it and he's like, dude, like, yeah. I didn't get any sleep last night. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He's like, what the F? But, you know, it's all worth it. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, my, my validator partner and I are the, kind of the same way. He's yeah. more on the business side. Like, I do all the upgrades. Like, <laughs> every time go. I do an upgrade, I'm like, hey, man. Like, uh, where you been today? <laughs> was, yeah, I know. Like, how was it? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. But, uh, yeah, man, like, that's, that's so cool. Like, one big thing, too, like, with you know, that, that I would say like that early, that early stages with like projects launching on, like there was a lot of people like coming on board and doing early test nets. And like you said, you know, that, that, that engagement, you know, you, you yourself, you're like, oh man, uh, 30 plus, you know, going to 150 and so on and so forth. Um, I, when I was managing the test net calls previously for, you know, Certic, I was like, damn, like I'm only getting 40, 50 people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like, you know, we're thinking like, how, how can we build that? Because, you know, the metrics change so fast of like what a project's looking for as far as like, you know, their validator set and how to take care of them and learning from others issues and mistakes and, you know, what they did right and whatnot. And it's just, you know, it still sticks with you guys having that, that, that gold, that gold example. <laughs> yeah. Gold well, standard. thanks, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. You know, on the, on the note of like how many validators, you know, EOS, I think, still only has 21 validators. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, there were a lot of technical limits that were kind of preventing that. And like Tenderbit was a huge breakthrough. Yeah. And, you know, you guys getting 40 is like awesome. Like, I think you guys have a like around I think we're on, at the, one, on yeah, mainnet, one, right? 101 right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that's a that's a huge network of node operators. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the and, biggest but, thing, too, is like with having genuine interest. Because like yeah. everybody wants the, the coins, you know, like we had Jesus, like, I think it was like 2000 signups for the test net. And then that quickly became 300. <laughs> yeah. And then that quickly became, you know, 158. And then like, we started realizing some people were, you know, not necessarily running the right proper pathways. And then we try to confront and then it's like, okay, you know, we got 110 and then here we are at 101. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's hard getting that, that genuine, you know, validator set for sure. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it just goes, it comes down to the fact that like running services on the internet is not as easy as I, I think that some people find it, you know, oh, 100%. like your, your partner, Jay, like Jay's gangster at that. Like he could like spin up and manage a ton of networks. Yeah. Like, kind of like, and you know, I, I kind of do the same thing. Like I'm on fewer networks, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, I think it's easy to forget how kind of hard it is um and and how much how much work it takes like it's just 
it's a lot of Linux sysadmin. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially managing like, you know, date, other roles. It's like, dude, like we got to be careful, you know, not trying to yeah. over, you know, overwork our, ourselves, you know, because, you know, I'm doing the, the technical write-ups you're doing, you know, all these, these test nets. It's like, don't die. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to yeah. sleep, bro. You got to sleep, <laughs> you know, I yeah, try to help totally. here and there, but you know, you got, you got to get more, you know, some personal time to yourself, which he does, but still, it's just like, man, a lot going on in this exciting space, you know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I think one of the things about the, the sysadmin side, like when we launched the hub, you know, with my background and sort of enterprise database stuff, I was like, oh, we need to have a standard deployment and we need to have docs on how to, for people to do this. And the the decision was no we're not going to do any of that specifically so that we have a diverse set of validators we're going to kind of make people figure it out Um, and you know that had a lot of huge benefits for the project i'm not going to lie like when i i remember back at that time i was really frustrated by that decision (laughs) um, and i felt like it was making our job harder yeah Um, but you know, what it did is it forced people to kind of figure it out and help each other. And, you know, that was a huge part of what grew the early community. Mm-hmm. Another thing that it did is it tested the software to be much more resilient to user error. And we've ended up building out a lot of infrastructure for validators that I, I don't think would have gotten built if we had done a standard setup. Um, that have really helped onboard a lot more people onto these networks. And I think if you look at how many people are validating on like a Cosmos network, I think there's probably thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, there's there's Um, so many people. We try to keep track of all the validators early on, but now we're like, no thanks. (laughs) Well, yeah, none of them, none of them like run, like I don't run the same key across multiple networks. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I have my Jack Zamplin validator on the hub and then all of my rest, all of the rest of my validators are pylon validator. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's other people kind of doing the same thing. It's just, you know, that's the cool thing about a decentralized network. Like, you know, you you find these weird things out you have to like go look in each of these places. You know, I I think that a lot of people think that that's kind of a, uh, a weakness of Cosmos's is that we don't have these metrics where we can quickly tell people like, Hey, you know, we've got X number of thousand validators. We've got X number of thousand accounts across all these chains. Like, there's no way to quickly pull that data. And, and it would be a huge, it would probably be, you know, somebody, there's a company waiting to be built right now for somebody doing data analytics on Cosmos networks because the interfaces are so, uh, so similar. You know, all it is is a little bit of infrastructure cost and then like a data scientist. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a business. But I do think it's kind of a strength that we didn't build any of that stuff in initially. It's made the ecosystem a lot more anti-fragile, I think, and really encouraged adoption. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, you're, you know, one thing too, like, you know, like we talked about before, you, you, you do a lot of different things within this ecosystem, for sure. Um, yeah. And you're also an advisor as well for uh, Akash and Kava, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want to kind of touch base on that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I have, uh, like my validating my interest in kind of like running web services started when I was working in influx and I was like, I ended up managing our metrics service for like collecting all the metrics from all the deployed databases. And through that, I like just learned to love Linux sysadmin. So 
you know, I run my own website, I run some friends' websites, and I had been doing that for a little while before I started in Cosmos. And, you know, I was, I, I ran on all the test nets, but I, I didn't really have any plans to spin up a mainnet validator until literally I was like wearing a bow tie after that launch. <laughs> and I like, I logged off the video. I think I was having a glass of champagne and I was like, what kind of fucking product manager do you think you are if you're not running your you're own not getting product? Involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was so like, funny. okay, time to spin one up. You're like, and champagne's I, hitting a little bit too hard today. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I think I sat there in the office with a glass of champagne and like spun up the validator. That's so awesome. And, uh, you know, it, it's like led me to kind of create a business around it. And, you know, the, the business that my friend Tyler Schmidt and I run together is called Pylon Validation Services. Mm -hmm. And we validate on a couple of other networks. Um, and, you know, we're most heavily involved over at Akash, um, where we were uh, early investors um, in, in uh, Akash and that, that sort of vision there. And, you know, my involvement with Akash is, has a lot to do with the work that I did in cloud computing. You know, when, when I was at Influx, a lot of the work I did was building in integrations to all of these different deployment platforms. And if you've worked in sort of like enterprise system management, you've heard of deployment platforms. You've got your OpenShifts and these sort of like last generation platforms. And then you've got Docker and all of these sort of next generation platforms. But today, like basically all of it is Kubernetes. Um, but when I was doing it back in 2016, that was very much an unsettled world of technology. And there were, there was like Mesosphere that was started by Netflix to run their huge AWS installation. There was Docker Swarm, which was Docker's native uh, platform for container management. Um, there was whatever Pivotal Labs had, which is huge. Um, there's Redshift and, you know, all of these different products for managing web services, essentially. And I went out and deployed Influx on all of them and, and had a chance to like look at the entire technology field. And I was like, oh, this one is the clear winner. And that's Kubernetes, which is what uh, Google's data center operating system is, basically. Um, the way that I always like to think about it is kind of like on one side, you've got a ton of computers. And then there's Kubernetes that sits on top of it. And then you have all these abstractions that you create on top of Kubernetes and Kubernetes figures out how to run it on top of the computers. Um, and, you know, it, when you're thinking about distributed systems and like lack of single points of failure and making sure that things are resilient to machine failure, you're going to end up wanting to run on some sort of sort of system that looks like this. And if you're building a decentralized network to sell compute, um, you're going to need some sort of data center management system. And to me, what always made sense was there's this huge open source project called Kubernetes, like, and there's this huge open source project called the Cosmos SDK. Can't we just smash these together and make a way to sell decentralized compute? And I remember when Greg showed up and demoed it to me the first time my like mind was blown. yeah <laughs> yeah totally like, my oh, mind was, man like this is it <laughs> yeah my mind was completely blown i had already tried to pay two teams to fund it hmm. via tenderbent i was like looking for developers to build this um and here comes greg so you know been involved there for a while i, I worked with them really closely for about six months over this past summer 
um, in fall to help them launch their blockchain uh, and get some early versions of the platform up. Uh, but yeah, and then with Kava, you know, I, I, I've been working with the Kava team for a long time. I, I'm more of kind of a, a quiet advisor now. I, mm. I work with them on predominantly technical stuff and, and help advise around upgrades generally. That's sick though, yeah, especially with like the Akash side of things, like, you know, you rarely see advisors in a sense like get really, really hands-on with it. And, you know, of yeah. course, especially with like projects like theirs, like, you know, you get that, that, that aha moment and you're like, oh, hell yeah. You know, like, I want to see this get built. I want to like help, you know, implement as much as I can possible. Like what, what can I do to help? Like basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, I wish that we had more availability, uh, especially with, uh, you know, at the early on stages, but like when I showed Jay Akash, I was like, dude, this is it. Like you yeah. need to get involved with this like now. So, you know, we got back in the day, we got Andy on it. You know, we did a couple of write-ups, try to get involved in every testnet phase. And, you know, we still trying to get more hands-on with things now, but we're, you know, we're just so spread thin, but yeah, man, yeah. like the uh, caution, you know, especially with the Kava side of things, like that's, that's super cool. Um, you know, you recently, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you co-founded a new project, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm starting suddenly just one last thing on Akash. Yeah. Um, so like kind of one meta thing that I've been, has, I've been thinking about a lot, like my last year has been like a caution IBC. Yeah. <laughs> sum it up in two big projects. That's kind of what I've been working on most. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the things, and then one of the, there's a few features that kind of came together. We were talking earlier about how this experience of, uh, users sort of running into issues with the software and then us iterating on solutions for them. Um, a lot of those deployment woes, you know, around like long syncing times and stuff, uh, we've got state sync in now. And, and I think that there's this like really powerful combination of like state sync plus a cache plus a chain naming service to uh, quickly and easily spin up a lot of like data provision and like transaction processing capacity for all of these different networks and to provide like stable relay links along them. And, um, you know, part of that is gonna be better deployment capabilities on Akash. Part of that is gonna be uh, chain naming service and, and better things on Cosmos. And, you know, to fully run validators on there, there's another part that I'm working on called uh, a threshold validator signer. So this is the ability to like shard your validator private key into a bunch of pieces. Um, and to make that layer uh, secure, even if you're going to deploy it on something like Akash. So that's, nice. um, that, that's kind of like a longer term project that's got a bunch of different moving pieces across the ecosystem that I'm looking forward to kind of seeing to a conclusion, hopefully sometime towards the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds pretty exciting, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that launch too as well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but, uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry about as, that. as far as the new project, I, 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 I'm working as a co-founder of Sommelier with. Oh, before uh, you get started on that, I, dude. Yeah. I'm so pissed. You, you, <laughs> that okay? So you guys made an announcement, right? I was hungover yeah. as hell. Like, I mean, yeah. I could barely even like scroll. I was scrolling on Twitter, you know, getting ready to, you know, do some client outreach on a Sunday. I think it was Sunday, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And I'm like. Okay, you know, and then I see your guys' posts. I think it was the the winery one. 
They're like, what the yes. hell is this? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, this can't be true. I'm like, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to sober up a little bit. And <laughs> that's, that's gonna, really funny. Go, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm going to go shower, get ready for the day. And then I'm going to circle back here. Cause that is no way. Like I'm, I'm, this has to be April fools, you know, lo and behold it was. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was really funny. That was uh Tariq who does uh, marketing for us. That's like, awesome. We should do an April fools thing. <laughs> that's so what if awesome. we bought a vineyard <laughs> it's a great idea oh man uh, in the future though right <laughs> yeah yeah maybe right. we gotta we, we gotta ship some blockchains first well oh, heck yeah for sure but yeah sorry to sorry to cut you off i just had to had to point that one out <laughs> no no I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that that was uh we had fun with that too so sommelier is this project that uh kind of started last fall back when i was helping akash launch um zucky Munyan and i have, have kind of worked closely together since my time at cosmos and you know he was actually the guy who ended up hiring me there and to build out that validator community and you know the the, the cosmos hub and ibc i've been working closely with zucky for a couple of years so um you know we had gotten the ibc code to a point where it was ready to be shipped and we were working with Cosmos governance to kind of get it on the hub. And as a part of that, we were kind of talking about what was next. And that Adam 2021 initiative that we worked really hard to kind of rally the community around in terms of a roadmap. Um, it was part of those discussions. But another part of those discussions is like, what are some things that are needed in the ecosystem that we need to build? And how can we build some products around that? And the piece of infrastructure that that Zucky started working on at that point was the Gravity Bridge. And that project had kind of been tossed around between a few different people for a while. And the Althea team picked it up and was working on it. And Zucky was kind of managing that. And I ended up coming on board uh, to do that. And when we were talking about deploying the Gravity Bridge um, on a zone, you know, you can build a bridge to nowhere pretty easily. Um, and we, we didn't want to do that. So we were thinking, okay, what's a compelling application that we can sell to end users that, that will give them a reason to come across this bridge. And, you know, one of the things that we, we thought about was Uniswap and what's going on in the kind of liquidity provider world. Mm. Um, you know, if you look at projects like Yearn and these vaults and, you know, securitizing cash flows, which is essentially what that is. Like, you know, your traditional finance brain, I, I'm sure lights up and you're like, oh, I, yeah. I know what that looks like. Um, and with what's going on in DeFi, we were kind of excited to work on something. So we decided to automate removing liquidity from a pool using a Cosmos zone. And that was kind of the initial product idea. That's awesome. Yeah. And another thing too, like, you know, you guys, you see how well these uh, various, like say DeFi platforms that utilize this Cosmos SDK, how well they've been seeing some traction. Um, now that you guys are kind of working on this, it's, 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 it's amazing. You already know, like it's going to have so much great success, especially with like IBC's launch, like being implemented within there, that as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's uh, we're, we're building a team and, uh, you know, we're, we've got some contracts within the core Cosmos ecosystem to contribute back to the open source software. And I think for me, like, this is like figuring out a way to make money so we can keep working on this Cosmos thing in, in some ways and, and keep 
pushing the boundaries forward on IBC and like getting it adopted. Like there's a lot of people in this ecosystem who spent a lot of time and effort building what is essentially the internet of blockchains. Like we rebuilt yeah. TCP IP <laughs> on top of the cryptography that's, that's in these Tinder blockchains. And, you know, that's a vision of the future. And that's a vision of like where this blockchain world is going that I want to see adopted. And, you know, I think that bringing the Ethereum DeFi world over into Cosmos and having a lot more crossover there is a huge next step because you know, outside of Ethereum, I think we're pretty unquestionably the second largest developer community um, oh, yeah. Yeah, out definitely. there in the blockchain world. And, you know, allowing both Ethereum developers to come work over, more over on Cosmos tech and Cosmos developers to work more on Ethereum tech is a crucial next step in sort of like bridging those two communities, bringing them together and bringing our ideas into the mainstream a little bit more. Yeah, you know, the simplicity of crossover is it's going to help us uh, drive adoption for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and outside of that, uh, you know, what what would say what do you what do you see yourself like for the remainder of the year? Like do you have any like personal visions that you want kind of like want to see come out into, you know, effect or anything of that nature? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in on sommelier. I I see myself here for a long period of time. Nice. Um you know, we have an, so anyway, a little bit more about Sommelier. Uh, so initially the product was like a protocol to pull liquidity out. And pretty quickly we hired a front end team and we started working on that. And, you know, the gravity bridge ended up taking longer than anticipated. So uh, we launched an initial version of the contract, uh, an initial version of the platform Sommelier that uh, just offers easy ways to enter and exit Uniswap pools, as well as some interesting metrics around those. And through that, we've built out a front-end team. We've built out some data infrastructure to serve users, some data-intensive dashboards to help them make solid trading decisions. Um, and we've started building up a back-end engineering team in tandem to help support this gravity bridge work. Um, but what did happen is that Uniswap ended up shipping Uniswap V3. Um, so we've kind of pivoted to work on Uniswap v3. We have a product coming out to service Uniswap v3 users right around the launch of v3. Um, and we've got a lot of exciting protocol things coming as well. So that's it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> in the protocol will now work with Uniswap v3. Um, what it's essentially going to be is a in Uniswap v3, liquidity is non-fungible. Um, so you can't just like pull it together really easily and have that have those same dynamics as v2 um what the sommelier protocol will do is make that liquidity refungible and the cosmos chain will be rebalancing liquidity within the pool so each of the validators are going to vote on allocation of the funds in the pools um, and they're going to do that by pulling in a bunch of uh, back-end APIs, things like the graph, um, things like other price APIs to help track sort of trailing market conditions so that you can, you know, deploy that liquidity effectively over the next, you know, few hours. Like we ideally don't want to rebalance the pools too often. There's a lot of gas cost involved there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that, that's, uh, that's what the Sommelier protocol will be doing. 
we've made some really good progress there and started writing a lot of solidity to help support that. But uh, yeah, that's that's what the product we're building is. And I'm really looking forward to going to market with that hopefully sometime early this summer. That's awesome, Jack. I mean, like we're really excited to kind of see that launch too as well, uh, you know, kind of be able to see what, what feature that brings with it too. Um, you know, but I don't want to keep you too long. I, I appreciate yeah. you for c- coming on, you know, chatting it up and kind of breaking down yeah. everything, Jack, in a sense. <laughs> that's yeah, that's awesome, sure. man. I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to get this call for quite some time, but I know I've been busy. You've been busy. Everybody's been you know, doing their things. And uh, yeah. So before I let you go, uh, do you want to kind of like, you know, plug some socials or anything? Yeah. I mean, I'm Jack Zamplin pretty much everywhere on the internet. Holler there at go. me. There you go. Um, <laughs> you got to simple uh, down like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but also, uh, are you guys going to be interested in validating on Somli A-Chain? When oh, we man, have you, test you, notes, you should I hit you up? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course. Awesome. Great. 100%. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I will hit you up for sure. For sure. And uh, awesome. Kenneth, thank you very much and really appreciate your time today. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said, you know, looking forward to, you know, you guys' launch and, you know, just hit me up and we'll be able to kind of go things from there. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Well, talk to you later. Talk soon.